Welcome to the Hello Dad Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm a soon-to-be dad chronicling the adventures of raising a child in New York City. If you haven't already done so, pop over to hellodad.com forward slash subscribe and enter your email address so you'll be able to receive the latest podcasts directly to your inbox. You can also subscribe via iTunes. Today I'm chatting with Jim Lynn, who just so happens to have one of the longest-running dad blogs and is really well-known in that space. You can find him online at busydadblog.com. We're going to discuss everything from what to expect as a first-time parent to an unexpected chat about guts and also some things such as picking a name and becoming a bit more goofy once your child is born. It's a great show. I started things off by asking Jim if he had any tips for first-time parents. Yeah, one of them is uh, figure out some Netflix series to watch. Right. Don't watch them yet because you'll be you'll be watching through all of them <laughs> really quick with the kids staying up all night. Right. So, um, did you experience with with your you know how many kids did you have? Uh, was it two or three? I have two. Were the nights always sleepless nights, or how did that work out for you? Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, don't fool yourself. You're not going to get any sleep the first few months. Right. Uh, my son and daughter actually, we were pretty lucky in that day. Um, after about three, four months, they started sleeping through the night. But those first few months, um, as long as you go into there with the expectation that you're not going to get any sleep or right, you're going right. to get sleep in bits and pieces, right. you're okay. I think that's the that's the number one thing that throws you off as a parent. Did you get uh, did, adjusting did you guys do any sleep training at all, or how did you approach that? No, let's see. We did a lot of reading, and and I think the more you read, the more it scares you. I started thinking about this the other day. My my wife has kind of avoided the whole uh, thing of thinking about the actual birth process. You know, there's like a bowling ball about to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I've you know, I think she'll do okay. But how did you handle when your significant other is laying there and is in this significant pain? You just- <laughs> how, like, like, how did, like, did you feel helpless? You are just there for whatever support is needed. That's all I can say. Like whether that's uh, whether that's going to get something or whether that's offering your arm for them to dig into. Right. Like the last thing you can do is complain about anything that day, right? So you just you're just there as a resource, and that's it. Whether it's support, physical, mental, emotional, you just kind of let the day happen as it happens, and uh, you just go with the flow. And that's, that's all I can tell you because everyone has a different experience. Right. But I think that the common denominator is, um, you just have to go with the flow no matter where it goes and do what you're told. Is your child being, your, your two kids being bored. Is that a day that you, you just, you'll always remember in your mind? Yes, absolutely. I mean, all those stories are true. You'll never forget that experience, especially the first one. Every, everyone says anything you've ever known. Right. Everyone says, and, and I'm very curious about the, the feeling of going from, you know, my wife's there in pain and it's like you, you, you see the progress happening, but going from the, oh my gosh, I just want her to be okay to then there's this baby. I, I am very intrigued by what, what that emotion feels like. Do you, does it, you remember anything around that? Yeah, the transition is sudden. The transition is sudden, but there is a chapter switch at that moment. Right. There's a chapter switch at that moment. You've been watching your significant other in pain, but you know that this moment, and I can't speak for the woman because I don't know what that pain feels like, but at least to me, that moment was like, okay, so here it is. This is what it's all been leading up to. And my first, my first word in my head was, oh, shit. Like, not a bad oh, shit. Yeah. But it was like, oh, shit, this is different now. This, like, at that moment, 
everything changes. The way you look at life, everything changes. Everyone, one thing that a lot of men have said to me is that when you see the child for the first time, that there is this level of love that you never knew was possible. Did right. you experience it? came out as, oh shit. But, it, it, but it, again, it was a really good oh shit. Like, everything matters now. This is where my life is. This is my focus. Like, right. the, whole, the whole realization that your entire center shifts right. from you to that being that you're holding, who's just ugly and slimy, but just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. That realization that your center has shifted into that is just earth shattering. You know, it, what's so weird is I totally get what you're saying, and I, I think I understand it. And then I hear you think, say things like, like warm and slimy, and I start my heart, <laughs> man. It's just like, is it going to be gross? There's so many unknowns. I'm like, am I, am I going to pass out? <laughs> Here's the thing. It's gross and beautiful and scary and the best thing you ever experienced all at the same time. It is an emotion that is indescribable because it is everything. It's the black of emotions. Black is, no, black is the absence or the inclusion of all color. Inclusion, right? Right, right. It is the inclusion well, of everything. Even if it's not, we'll just pretend for conversation. Right, let's say black is the inclusion of all color. It is the black of emotions because it is everything you've ever felt or are going to feel concentrated into this thing that's in front of you. Did you watch uh, the either of your kids come out? Yeah, I watched both of them come out. One came out the, the regular way. One came out cesarean. And my oh shit moment with the cesarean was the doctor who was in front kind of, kind of coaching um, uh, my wife at the time, yeah. uh, coaching her and the doctor who was kind of taking the baby out were, I guess, miscommunicated. So mm -hmm. he had lifted something up. This doctor at the head was like, oh, look, it's your baby. And I looked over and it was a pile of guts oh. because he had just moved it out to get the baby. And so that was kind of that wow. was as in a bad shit. I mean, <laughs> did you ever feel like you were going to pass out? I mean, I'm I'm feeling lightheaded just listening to this, dude. No, I, I didn't feel like I was going to pass out. But oh it, my gosh, it's it's a it's a <laughs> like that is a real, literally visceral moment. But it's you like, think after <laughs> after that to see the baby was like not a letdown, but it was like. A lot less intense because when I looked up and saw the doctor holding a pile of guts, uh, I was trying to find the baby for a second, and the first doctor was like, "Oh no, no, not yet," and I just kind of turned away, and that's when I realized, man, like modern medicine is scary. Now that we've talked delivery and some unexpected guts, let's transition to the process of naming your child. In this part of the discussion, Jim makes a really great point about selecting an unusual name for your child. It's something I hadn't really given any thought to this point. When you did, you have names picked out going in. Yes. yes did, did you for either of your two kids? Did you have any scenario where you maybe had two names picked out and you weren't sure which one you were going to do? Here's a funny story about naming. So I don't know if you've seen me on Facebook or anywhere refer to my son as Fury. Right, I, That's I did. His nickname. And the funny thing was, so we were, when we were naming our son, the first name was fairly easy. Uh, we both agreed on Marcus. It was Marcus or Lucas. We asked our friends, and they all said Marcus is probably the better name. Um, but then when it came to the middle name, um, I wanted to name him Furious after Furious Styles from Boys, Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Because I feel like he's such an upstanding man and a great example. I'm like, I want my son to be like Furious Styles. 
and it's a badass sounding middle name that furious but as it happened like uh my wife's side the tradition for that generation was the middle name's antonio after her dad okay so every cousin of marcus's is antonio, antonio. name so i couldn't have the furious that i wanted um at that time i was However, I was competing and training in, in Muay Thai, and I was like, well, every kid needs a fighting name to walk into the ring with, so his fighting name is going to be Little Furious. And That's so awful. that nickname stuck so much that for years, I mean, he's just shedded Fury uh, at school. Like, everyone called him Fury. His grandparents, relatives, my friends, uh, his mom's friends. Did, every- ha- did he like the nickname? He loved the nickname. It was a badass name to have as a four-year-old, wow. you know? Um, he just dropped it. I think I, I hear his friends calling him Marcus now and it's kind of like, ah, oh, the era's gone. You know, yeah. it's no longer cool to be named Fury. Yeah. But it was nice while it lasted that the name that I wanted really stuck for him. Yeah. I, I did the whole, there was the name that I wanted, like the, the name that I had from like 10 or 15 years. I've liked this name is the name Kingston. And my wife is like, no offense to anyone that's listening as a kid named Kingston. My wife is like, not happening. She liked it for like 32 seconds and then I think her mother said something about it negatively, and then it was like out the door. Oh, yeah. But now we have, and I also learned quickly that you don't tell people the names because everyone knows a gym. You know, maybe there was a gym that picked on them when they were a kid, or a Ryan that, you know, you know, whatever. There's always a story. But we have, we have two names. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but we have the pretty normal name, mm-hmm. and then we have the slightly different name. Mm-hmm. And we were originally, my wife was like totally all in for the slightly different name. Or we'll call it unique. And then we were at this stinking prenatal yoga class, and this woman says her husband's name. My wife turns to me, and she's like, I don't know if I could see a woman saying this. Like, she just had this whole transformation, and I'm like, it's a total mind screw with me because I'm thinking, all right, we had a name, and now we suddenly don't know. So I think literally what we're going to do is go in, we're going to see the kid, and he's going to be one of these two names. Interesting. That's Actually, the thing you said about not knowing anyone, that was one of the big reasons why Marcus was high on the list because neither of us knew a Marcus. Right. Right. I mean, so we had no preconceived notions going into what Marcus was supposed to be right. like. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about unusual names is our daughter has an unusual name. Right. Her name is Alessia. We had both thought that was the prettiest sounding name. We loved it. It's a variation of her mother's name, which is her, her mother's name is Lisa, but her, her name is Alessandra. And that right. was a, a variation. And it was unusual and it was kind of a cool name. Um, I'm happy to say her middle name is James after me, which is awesome. Right on. Um, Alessia James just sounds really good. Um, sounds like an author. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and the, the thing about an unusual name is, you don't think about this, but your kid grows up and every time you go buy souvenirs or you read stories, it's kind of cool as a kid to have someone with your name or a license plate that you can buy with your name on it. Right. We can never find anything with their name. So as a kid, that kind of, I think that's, it makes you feel kind of bad because everyone can find something with their name on it except her. Recently, um, uh, one of Shannon's kids, kids her older son, uh, was playing something on his uh, on his iPhone, and I saw the name Alessia something. I'm like, there's a there's a singer named Alessia. Wow. And uh, so I quickly went to YouTube and pulled it up for for my daughter, and she was so happy that she found someone that shares her name. You're making me think about the if we go with the the more unique name, I'm gonna have to have license plates and all these things. So when we go on vacation, I'm like, oh, here's your license plate. Because right. they're gonna feel bad that they can't find something. I'm sure you could ask this next question to ten different guys, ten different moms, and you're gonna get ten different answers. But I wanted to know from Jim, off the top of his head, what's his top dad lesson he could share with me? 
top dad lesson as far as surviving parenting is being able to laugh at yourself, right? And just to understand that it's never going to go right. You can't read enough books, get enough tips to do everything right. But the best, like, it, it's, you've probably heard it before if you've talked to any parents. Mm. Like, just trust your gut and be able to laugh. Because right. if you cannot laugh, you're going to go crazy because it's a job you're destined to fail right. a lot. And you have to laugh through it. So, you know, I, I've seen you online and your, your, your blog is busydadblog.com. You seem like a pretty kind of lighthearted guy. Before you had kids... Were you any more uptight? No, I was the same. Did you find that after you had kids, but it opened like a whole new door of goofy? Yes, it did. It opened a whole new door of goofy. It allowed me to embrace being a kid. Okay. Right? So you can all, you know, I think if, if you can kind of think from a kid's point of view, life is a lot easier as a parent because you don't get frustrated that they're not listening to you. Right. Right? If you take everything a kid does from an adult perspective, Man, that kid, you just think that kid's a jerk. Right. Right. All these things kids do, you're like, oh, this kid doesn't respect me. This kid doesn't realize, doesn't appreciate what I did for him or her. But if you think about it from a kid's perspective, right, like the kid just wants an extra cookie. That's why they took your cookie. Right. They don't realize that you worked all day and you deserve that cookie because you've been at work and you have a two hour commute. <laughs> no, the kid wants a cookie. You know, I, I, I think I grew up pretty fast and I have this definite goofy side of me but it doesn't always come out there's more like the rigid side of me and i'm i have this kind of fantasy that the kid comes along and it gives me this excuse to just be goofy all the time and just to let it out and in in a way relive some of the childhood that that was missed with my child and when you grew up were, were both of your parents around yes Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. So my, my mom and dad split up when I was really young, man. And so I, I, there's no model. Do, let me hear. Here's another thing. You have a son, correct? Yep. Is he shaving yet? No, but he's on the verge. Like, have you figured? Like, I'm. So my dad never taught me to shave. So like, this is the. It, it's so far away from where we are right now. I mean, right. it, it's so far away. That's far away. <laughs> but it's like it, it's amazing how the things that you worry about. I mean, really, it should be like change diapers. Sleep. There's simple things that I should be worrying about, but there's always, yeah. <laughs> there's always like the the chain. You know, how am I going to teach the kid to shave? Have you planned that out in your in your your mind at no, this point? Here's the thing. It's it's I, I, the way everyone's got different opinions. The way I parent is really really uh, in the moment improv. Right. Like there because there's so many variables you cannot control. So if you have this shaving plan all set up, and one of those things doesn't work, your plan gets thrown off. So right. it's more like. Ah, I know he's going to have to shave one day. I see those whiskers coming in. When the time comes, you know, you'll know what to do. Jim, thank you so much for the time today, man. I think what we, we should do is, um, you know, let the kid come out. And I, I think you and I will have to revisit this conversation because I, you know, I'm just like this clueless dude right now. Yeah. And uh, I, we think, all are, though. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of fun to come in. Thanks so much for the time. No problem, Ryan. Nice Talk to you soon. To you. You're listening to the Hello Dad podcast. Now, I typically end the show pretty much the same way, but I have some different parting words for today. The next time you hear from me, I'm going to officially be a dad. And I'm so freaking excited. Granted, I'd be completely lying if I didn't also tell you that I'm terrified at the same time. My anticipation is that the next show is going to include some of the labor process or something along those lines. But in reality, I just have no clue. Just know that the next time you hear from me, I'll officially be a dad. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about. 
My name is Ryan. I'm a soon-to-be dad that pretty much has no model to follow, and I'll be sharing my adventure with you here at the Hello Dad podcast. Before I go, one quick favor to ask. Please go to hellodad.com forward slash subscribe and enter your email address. Doing so will allow me to send you the latest podcast directly to your inbox. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.